Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. And welcome to episode 57. Heinz 57. Heinz 57? Yeah. What's that, mate? Heinz 57. Well, Heinz, you know, make makers of baked beans and numerous other products. Well, they used to call it Heinz 57. Why is that? I don't know why. I think there were 57 varieties originally. Not in 1957? No, no. Oh. No. No, there were originally... 57 uh, varieties of, of Heinz beans? No, <laughs> of Heinz products. Years Blimey. ago. I think that's where it came from. Oh. And uh, it was called Heinz 57, yeah. But no, that was the logo, Heinz 57. Was it? Mm, not anymore, so it shows my age. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet half of the listeners out there will we'll remember Heinz 57. Yeah, Heinz 57. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how beans are related to art, but nice nice way of integrating that somehow. That was true. Um, oh, well, hang on, though. Um, there was a... Who was that very famous artist who did a baked bean tin? You're joking. No, I'm not. I can't remember his name. He was like a surrealist artist. Oh, it's on the tip of my that tongue. That is a bit surreal. And he did a... No, he did a, a can of baked beans. Yeah. Oh, was it Campbell's Soup? Maybe it was Campbell's Soup. See? <laughs> Start talking about food, shall we? <laughs> Making me hungry. Anyway, welcome to 57. I, I'm pretty sure it's 57. I'm, I'm guessing and I'm sticking with it. How are you today? Uh, all right. A bit bit skewiff, as you can see, from that uh, Heinz 57. And <laughs> He's going Campbell a bit soup. mad, listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going mental. I've had a funny day today, Steve. It's a funny day. Yeah. But I'm all busy, right now. Busy week, isn't it? It's been pretty busy, yeah, one way or another. Yeah, Lots, of, lots, stuff lots of things going about. on. Yes. And I've, I'm in the middle of a flying visit. You are. I wanted to get a podcast in whilst I'm here, quickly. Yeah. So um, let's start off with some questions. Firstly, this is from uh, Ray. Ray says, hello, Colin. I am a new member and I've just started on your pastel course, which I think is outstanding. But the above drawing, which is the black and white spaniel, is my first attempt at this new medium. I've been doing graphite drawings anyway. It may be that I have bitten off more than I can chew. And I should have begun with an easier drawing. But anyway, what I wanted your help with is part one of the video. You have not mentioned what pencil you use uh, when using after the white 101. You did not mention the next number or the number after that. And I'm wondering if I'm using the correct ones. But as I said before, outstanding work. So has he bitten off more than he can chew? The black and white spaniel. Yeah, I would say there's a possibility. It's a hard project black, to start with. Anything black is hard. And as we know from last week, is not black. No, that's true. That's true. And, and going on from that, of course, the black was a darkening agent for the greys that went on, wasn't it? Yeah. And, but it, it is hard, and it's very difficult probably for members when they, they come onto the site, especially now. There's so many projects on there. You think, well, now where do I start? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, although... In fairness, it doesn't really matter where you start, as long as when you're first starting out, you accept the fact that you're going to be learning. You know, it's teaching uh, medium. This is the, uh, the whole idea of the member site, is to teach people to use the pastel pencils and the techniques. So he will learn an awful lot from that. And I've suggested that he carries on with it, regardless. Because you'll learn with it. and do it, because he will. He will use it, and use it as a practice piece, rather than, you know, I want to do this picture, and I want to frame it and put it on the wall. Don't think like that. Think of it now. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to um, develop as many techniques as I can. The fact that it's a difficult subject will actually teach him very quickly. 
and he'll learn from that. And when he comes to the next subject, it'll be just a little bit easier. And so it goes on. Mm. Um, now, as far as the pencils are concerned, he was talking about the pencils. Uh, right at the beginning of that clip, uh, stage one, I do actually go through the pencil numbers. I don't think even show them on the screen when I'm doing the little test piece. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's it was... Um, after the 101? After the 101, it was 230 and then 233. 230 and 233. And then 101 and then the black. Greys? That's a kind of the reason I do it that way, uh, in case uh, people out there are thinking, well, why, hey, can he, why is he choosing those colours? First of all, I wanted the cooler greys. That's the one thing I did want there, rather than the warmer greys. So I used the, the 230 and the 233 as opposed to the 270 and the 233, had it been a warmer colour. Uh, but I wanted to put blue in the picture, and I did put some blue in that yeah. spaniel. So I wanted it to be a cool-looking picture. Is that a choice that you've decided to make? Could you have made it a warmer picture? I could have done. And if I'd made it warmer, you probably put colours like brown. Like a hazily colour mm. rather than a mm-hmm. bluey colour. Yeah, some 169, you know, that um, movie colour that's a, that that that's sort of grey that's that's sort of borders between cool and warm but that would be a nice colour to put in so oh, you could pro- do. are there some projects that you do where you, uh, there's obviously some where you have no choice it isn't mm. going to be either a warm picture or a cool mm. picture but there are take it there are some projects where it's mm. completely down to the artist whether they decide to go down one route or the other route mm. Yeah, uh, well, I tell you, you no, I tell you what. Actually, this is uh, you're going to like this. Everybody's going to like this. I don't even know whether I've mentioned it before. Um, one of the things that I've always said to my classes and to all the members out there, if they're using photographic reference, and in most cases they are, if they're taking a picture, unless they've got the dog or the cat or the tiger or the lion or the elephant in front of them, that they're actually drawing it live, which would not be easy. Not very easy, no. On the latter ones. Um, you're using a photographic reference, aren't you? Now, if you're using a photographic reference, all photographs have biases to them. They either have a little bit of sort of brownie, orangey look, or they have a warmer, cooler look, usually. Now, if you're copying a photograph, the best thing you do, and I always do, is copy from the photograph. I don't make it up. I don't look at the photograph and think, right... Mm, this spaniel's got blue, it's got a, like a, a coolie hue. I don't like that. And what I want to do is make it a warm one. Like an orange, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you do that, you're in dangerous territory because what you're doing, all the colours, all of them, with the exception of possibly the white and the black, which is two ends of the spectrum, you'd have to change. You can't just change one. And there's You've got no to change the picture. That's right. So it's far, far better to copy what you see in the photograph. And if it's, it has blue and it has cooler colours, you know that you've got to go down that route. Um, and I've never deviated from that. I've always so used that So a picture system. will always tell you, always be biased always. one or the other? Usually has a bias to it, yes. You can have see you what done that a pic- is. Have you ever done a picture where you've not known whether to go one or the other no. or you've had a choice? No, no, no you've no. always been guided. It's always been, it's always there. The... the, the even right from the beginning, now this is what I've just told you, you think, well, that's that's a light bulb moment, Colin. Surely you must have come home to that recently. Not at all. That was one of the first things I learned when I first started doing animal portraits. I realised that I had to copy what I saw. I had no choice but to copy what I, I saw. 
so it's something that uh, people can take on board right now and start doing it right now. If so they're copying my pictures, just one other thing. Now, I, I do a picture and I base it on, um, you know, the colours that I've seen in the photograph. And people, when they get it on their computers, uh, they look at it. Now, it's if their computer's got a slight bias the other way, and I'm suggesting the colours this way, we might have a problem. Or we the printer never... printers out of ink or something like that, <laughs> yes. out of blue ink. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It, yeah. you, you know, it, I mean, these are these are problems that I, I have no control over, and obviously there's nothing I can do about it. But generally speaking, um, if they're following it on YouTube, which they are, or on our member site, the colours are very true. I've noticed that. Mm. You, you you have a very true colour, so there shouldn't really be a problem. It's only when they get their own their own pictures that they're going to have faced with this problem. So. I think that's a very interesting thing I've just said there. And I want to throw a spanner in the works and ask you about watercolour. All oh, right. How does that work with watercolour? Because these aren't animals now. These are landscapes. Mm, yes, all animals, all landscapes, yes. Um, I've never really noticed it that much with, with the watercolour, no. Because you're working on a, a different frame. You certainly don't have to put the greys on and like we do with... with yeah. We don't have to build the colour up. We just put the colour on. You know, I mean, if you've got, um, let's, for instance, a dark tree, you've got a tree. Now, usually with trees, you have, a, a, you can have a caller, you can have a bias with trees. I've mentioned this before with, with trees. You can have a bias on the, the bluey side. But generally speaking, in a situation like that, I always go whatever. I go with the um, sap green, which is a sort of an earthy colour, really. Yeah. And then you can add your blues later on at another, t you know, at later so time. So slightly a cooler. Yes, if it's, if it's got a cooler. And sometimes you get, you know, you get that. You can then use it. But I always just start with the, um, the, the, the earth colour. I don't call them warm colours, I call them earth colours. Earth colours, yeah. Which is like an earthy... So it's kind of the, the rules are slightly green. different when it comes towards colour. Oh, yes. You don't just go, oh, that's warm, that's cool, that's... Because it can no. be... It's colour, isn't it? You're putting colour on, mm. so it's it's not necessarily going to have... I, I tell you what, actually, there is... there is. Um, as I was saying that to you, I was thinking that very often when I'm uh, doing a pathway, for instance, in a landscape, uh, I very often... You can, if it, if it was like a, a coolie colour or... Uh, then you could use the Payne's grey. If it wasn't a cool colour, and as I say, I use earth colours as opposed to warm colours, uh, then I use black as opposed to the Payne's grey. So I can switch those two round. I can use black mixed, bear in mind we're talking about watercolour, so you can use black with a little touch of brown watered right down. So all you get is just a, like a a But tint. it tips, tips more towards the warm scale than the, the cool scale. Because you've put a little bit of brown and grey. Uh, that's and right. That's it right. Tips it over to. I imagine mm. it like a dial. So you've got warm, yes, right. That's warm right. and cool, or earth yes. and cool, and you just tip it slightly that way. But I way. suppose if your photograph showed it was like a, a bluey hue on on the ground, then you could use Payne's grey. So rather than the whole picture being cool or warm, you have almost sections of yes. the landscape. You do that are warm and cooler and stuff. You do like that. because you have, for instance, you have a sky, and generally speaking, that's a blue sky. Yeah, you know, so you're looking at um, blue, which is immediately a cool colour. Yeah, um, except whereas I've got uh, with the with the sunsets, I do most a lot of those. They're, they're very they were very warm colours. You remember that last sunset? I think it was a very warm colour. It's a very interesting. Um, and probably now 
getting quite boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's but just it, interesting. It's, interesting, to, it's interesting. It, it seems, um, I understand it from a past tense point of view. Yes. I was just trying to get a bit of an understanding how that differs in watercolour. Mm, mm. There is a difference because you don't have that build-up. You, you, you're, you're mixing in a palette with watercolour, whereas... It's with, layers with, with pastel pencils. Yeah, you've got to put the colours on the paper up. and build them up, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, well, thanks for that question, Ray. Next question we have is from Kim... Hello, I hope you had a good Christmas and have lots of exciting things in store for your students. Oh, oh we, do we, we have? Oh, goodness me. Absolutely. My question is, I have some pit pastels, but I have noticed that I have more than one of a couple of colours. But some say Faber-Castell pit pastel pencils, medium or soft. Oh, some say Faber-Castell medium or soft. And some say Faber-Castell pit pastel and have stars beside. That's right. So some say that they're medium or soft, and some say they have stars. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the pastels that you use, do they vary from soft, medium, or hard? Mm-hmm. I hope that I have the right pastels. Good question, and very confusing to people, because they it's don't know what they're talking about, all these bits and pieces on the end. As far as the soft and the medium is concerned, let's deal with that one first. Um, I've seen this. Mainly on the white pencil, you have sometimes you have soft on it, sometimes you have medium on it. I've asked Faber Castell this question, and they've never given me an answer. <laughs> well, they don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know whether I, I, I know when I say I've asked Faber Castell, I didn't ask Faber Castell company. I asked a distributor, right, who I had contact with, and they hadn't got a clue. They said, I don't know why. Sometimes we get soft whites in, sometimes we get medium whites in. So I have actually got both. I have both, and I can't tell the difference between them. Oh, really? No, nope. I couldn't tell the difference between them. I tried it, and thought, uh, and, and if anybody should, it would, should be me. So my advice to anybody getting Faber, because don't take any notice of it, you won't, you won't get the soft uh, in anything else. I think it's nearly medium all the way through. And what do these stars mean? Is that just different? Yeah, no, that's interesting. That's the colour light fastness of a picture. So the the lot more stars you have, the more light fast it is. How, what does light fast mean? Light fast means to be affected by the daylight or the sunlight. Oh, I see. Would you want to have? Mm, I think it's something. It's like a, it's like a, a technical thing they've got to put on their pencils to, uh, to let give people know. people know who have not interested in the slightest so do they say just grab a pencil yeah have a look. so does it say soft on it does it say it doesn't say soft no it won't pencils? do on those pencils it'll only say i can find one hold on i'll find one everyone get out your white pencil uh, well th- i mean you've got to have a long that says medium there we are Go. so okay so it's so this one says medium on it and then it's got three stars this I, white soon see whether i can find another white i can't no, I don't know. You won't, Stephen, because they're all they're all cut off that end. <laughs> I've got the short ones. Oh, okay. They've got to be anyway, at the other end. So, <laughs> so some say medium on it, and some say soft, and some have got these stars. Now, the stars are, are like you say, the how affected they are by light. What the less stars, it's less affected. Yes. The more stars, it's more. If you affected. get a red, I'll, I'll pick. Uh, what have you got on that one, Steve? I've got two seven three, and it's three stars. That's right. So that means that's very light fast. That's so that a, means that's very that that won't fade in the. Oh, in the light. okay. Okay. It won't fade. The more stars. Well, it, actually, they will. I've got to tell people that they they think, oh, I can put them in the in the sunlight now. No, they won't. They'll fade in sunlight, but they're less likely to fade. Okay. Okay. In normal. 
situations. Interesting. But if I give Steve this one, how many stars has that one got, Steve? This is a uh, one, two, seven. That's one star. That's right. And that will fade. That, and the reason is it's red. If you look at red, and this Slightly is grey. Yeah. It's the difference in the pigmentation that they supply you know, right. when they get the, the products. But you should never technically put a pastel pencil picture in the daylight. Never, ever, never. Or anything, even even oil, you shouldn't put them in. Not, no, not daylight. Uh, not sunlight. daylight, sunlight. No, they should keep everything away from sun. The sun bleaches pictures chronically. Interesting, eh? You should never do that. I don't mean to say... You know, what I'm saying is you shouldn't put them where the sun's going to be beating on it, you know, 12 hours of day. Yeah, yeah. You can... You can don't, put, don't hang up one, in, one up in your conservatory. No. And I've never tested it either, and I wouldn't do, because I wouldn't want to pick, put one of my no, uh, no. pictures in there just for a test run. But uh, the answer to the question is that Medium it's light and fastness. But Doesn't I don't matter. think you'd really need to worry about that, really, to be honest with you, at all. It's something that doesn't really come into it, uh, into our uh, frame of reference. No. And drawing. it doesn't matter, as far as you can tell, medium or soft, doesn't make a difference in the quality of the pencil or the, the output of them. Mm, well, well, in a way, I think it does because the reds are. There's another one, you see, that's a one star, that's another red. Yeah. A 118. You remember I've told you in the past that reds don't like colours underneath them, do they? No. Well, this is the reason, I think. Because they, they, they're softer. They, no, they're harder. They're harder. But that one doesn't say hard on it. No, no it doesn't matter whether it's hard. It's, like, it's the colour itself is hard. Oh, okay. Pencil is hard. It's, it's what they use, you see, to create the pastel, you know, the, me the medium that they use to create it, whatever they, that the pigment is made of. Right. Whatever that is creates the problem of hardness hardness in terms of applying the pencil but it doesn't matter whether it says that says medium on that white uh -huh. you don't oh, no whites are good anyway whites are brilliant doesn't matter what no so don't be put off by what it says no on your pencil no but it's interesting about those those reds being harder we we'll get on this anyway i've recently done an article that I've liaised with you on, didn't I? I wrote an article oh. about why Faber-Castella better than the other ones. That's and right. About interesting facts about actually how they make them mm. and that they have to take the pigmentation out to make the pencil harder to get it in a pencil. Mm. It's, it's, it's the immediate binding that they need, that they, they use, that does it. And Faber have got a better binding, to be honest, Steve. They know the well, the man yeah, it must be the manufacturing it, process that mm, they use. Mm. So anyway, thanks, Kim, for that. Question. I hope that clears clears up uh, that maybe for anyone else that was wondering what that was all about. Um, so yes, just mentioned then about the the article that we put up about why Faber Castell, uh, in your opinion, are better than Carbothello, and it sounds like a few other people agree with you. That's right. On Facebook, we had uh, a couple of people come along and um, say agree with me. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I mean. The they will agree with me because it's a fact. I've, I was saving fact, just as I was saying Derwent are break. Uh, because, you see, where Derwent fall down, I think, is that they produce a really good pastel, soft pastel. They really do. It's a, it's a good quality pastel. But when they tried to put that into or transfer it to a pastel pencil, it didn't work very well. And it, it was because they had to use a, a particular binding. I mean, I'm te not technically mining, so I don't know what they use. Something to bind the pastel together yeah. so that it could go into uh, a pencil. 
uh, and it became too soft. It was obviously too soft, or is obviously too soft. Now, in a normal course of events, if you're using a pastel, a Derwin pastel pencil for sketching or doing, you know, sort of the normal work that pastel does, it works. But it's not the way we do pastel. The way yeah. we work pastel pencils For detail is, is the build-up side of it and building up and needing sharp points and hard points to create that, as you say, quite to get the detail in so this is a, it's you know you, you pay your money and you take your choice if you if you buy Derwent you're not going to be able to do the work that we do mm. although say Derwent pastel pencils are uh, extremely big sellers yeah yeah so but they I think what it is that people don't want to do what we do yeah Good. that's basically it yeah yeah so it was it was interesting uh, um, writing that article and I think um yeah, I think it was quite interesting comparing the two, um, Carbothello and, and Faber-Castell. Mm. Just, you know, mm. for anyone out there that's got Carbothello uh, mm. pencils. I, I, I'm not knocking them. They are they are a good pencil. I used them for several years and uh, very successfully. It was, And I would have carried on using them. Uh, but when Faber came along and I saw the difference mm. between the two, there was really no contest. I, I really had to change. Yeah, yeah. Good. I, I was going to say to you... <laughs> right. Cut you off saying, there, sorry. Yeah, you nearly did. I was just going to say that my original packs, you know, the original packs, started out with Carbothello. Oh, did they? Yes. The, the, I did a, the Cat uh, SP18. Cat, cat portrait. portrait you know, probably the most popular we do. That started out as a Carbothello picture originally, and I produced it with Carbothello pencils on the front right from the, really? the word go it was a very uh, it was a very short term thing it was only lasted for about oh, three or four months i suppose but i actually started that before i got the i got the car uh, the faber castell then faber castell came along and i liked and i swapped over and i thought oh dear got to redo my that my cat is done <laughs> <laughs> in Garbadello. So I redid it. I redid it in pastel pencil, yeah. So um, yeah. but it was I've just thought it was interesting that that came along first. It's happened at the same time. If yeah. you don't think it's interesting, you cut it out, Steve. Yeah, I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I mentioned the blog, so we've got some we can have some more articles coming out um with a bit more information. I'm looking forward to them. I, I read snippets. that one and it was great. And it, it I think it pads it pads the site out. It means that people can uh, jo- g- who join or visit the site has got so much information at their hands, and then this is what it's all about, isn't it? In- information. Mm, absolutely. And so I would just want to mention another thing that we're doing. Another reason why I've, I've popped around today is uh, we're going to be hosting a lot of our watercolor. Seven of our thirteen so far. We've got thirteen subjects on watercolormadeeasy.com dot mm-hmm. And the latest one is Scotney, the seven and a half hour odd uh, long picture. So that whole tutorial is on, on there. But the, the seven of those, that are the shorter ones, that we're going to be keeping on Watercolour Made Easy, but also adding them to the list of products on our art store right. as downloads. So right. um, on the Watercolour Made Easy, they'll still have the option to rent or download. But on the art store, they're going to be available for download. And we'll just convert the price from dollars to pounds. Oh, I see. Exactly the same right. uh, conversion. And uh, and they'll all be up there. So by the time this podcast goes out, they should all be available. So if, you wanna, if you're ordering anything on the art store and you want to add a watercolour uh, video to that, 
they're all going to be on there in a new section called watercolor great so lovely check that out so how are we on the picture side at the moment i can't keep track of what's going on at the you, moment. you've on just the done a new picture you've just finished off a picture we spoke briefly about last week didn't I we did. yes i've done the i've done the butterfly yes that's, that's finished you then. said there was going to be a very tricky part to it you said all that the middle bit you yeah, said that was going to be very tricky. Oh, you're going to. Oh, they're going to hate you, aren't they? Oh yeah, I'm going to show Steve it now. Why was it? Why was it tricky? That middle part. That middle bit. That's what bit we talked about last week, wasn't it? Explain why that was hard. Well, why it was hard because it was like I couldn't quite see on the photographic reference how I was going to adapt it because when you've got a photograph, you have the reality there. That's what you see. Now, what you have to do is translate it. Yeah. To translate it to something that resembles it, but in uh, a medium. So I could see that there was a shine on it. I could see that it had quite a lot of colour, and it was intricate. And if you look at it there, you'll see how intricate it is. Well, when you see the video, you'll see how it was put together, and it was every bit as... as it won't be as complicated for the people who are going to be copying the video. Because they're copying you. Because they're copying what I've done. But if they were to translate it from the original, uh, it would have been difficult. Yeah. As we'll, it was as was with me. We'll but put, it turned out absolutely beautiful. We'll put this picture up so that people can, as they're listening to this podcast, if you want to go over and check it out, uh, check out the butterfly. It is incredible. And uh, I love the amount of colours. And I said to you uh, over the phone, actually, we were talking about this, how, because the butterflies are quite furry. Yes. When you see them yes. up close. Yes. The pastel pencil is perfect for that texture. Oh, absolutely. Isn't it? I mean, that looks mm. seriously, that looks so, well, really, in a sense, because of the texture, you can almost feel that picture mm. because you know what the texture of a butterfly is. Mm, that's right. so, and it lends itself so well to that, doesn't it? Oh, very much so. But what's amazing is if you look at the butterfly, which is um, uh, a texture, and then you look at the flower, which is the flower, that's nothing like a How butterfly. can you create two completely different textures with but one you medium? Have, but you, you have, but you have. Yeah. Two together, and that—that's—that's that's the magic of the pastel pencil there, mm. and that's why I love it. Look at that—the um, the, uh, center of the flower again. Yeah, and How the sh- and the shadow of the butterfly right. and the light. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really, really like that picture. So uh, yeah, check that out, and that will be coming along, oh, in the next few weeks. I think that will be ready to start. Good, good. Good. So that that will come down. That will come in the wildlife animal. See, we're we're true to our, our uh, promise, folks. You wanted more wildlife. You're getting it. That is definitely yes. So, and then we've got you doing the the portrait. The eyes haven't gone up yet, but they will be going up soon. Oh, good. The eyes uh, good. tutorial to right. the human eye. Yeah. And you've done the hair. I've done the hair, Which the I brown hair is done now. The next thing I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be starting that uh, probably next week, early next week, uh, will be the uh, nose. The human nose. I'm going to do just an. We're, we're, we're splitting these up into little segments because people can then refer back to them. Yeah. You know, rather than say, oh, nose, lips, a whole chin, picture, whatever, yeah. It's just going to be nose. It's how to shape a nose. So it'll be focused on that particular. All the instruction I give will be how to shape a nose and create that lovely... I really enjoy doing that. That's one of the the things I always enjoyed with portrait work. And then we're going to do lips and teeth, which is going to be very challenging. Very challenging. It And uh, I've done it before. and But this time, there'll be a focus and a concentration on the techniques that you do with that excellent 
Wow, quite a vast range of, yeah. of tutorials coming, hopefully for every every kind of artist. Yeah, oh, I think people will love it, yes. The, the, the whole idea of all of this is to make it as entertaining as possible as well as uh, instructive. Mm. And uh, this is what I find. I think the pastel pencils do that more than anything else. Mm. They're, they're a, an ideal medium to, to show off, basically. Yeah, yeah, show off what, what they're capable are. of. Mm. And there's, yeah, good examples there. Okay, great. Well, let's call it a day there. Uh, if you've got a question for Colin or a question for the show, then you can email colin at bradleygallery.co.uk or fill in our form on our website, colinbradleyart.co.uk. We're talking about all these videos, but if you're not a member, you won't be able to access them. So you can sign up to Colin's membership site by going to colinbradleyart.co.uk and clicking sign up at the top. And if you have five minutes, it'd be great if you could rate us on iTunes. And all you need to do is go to iTunes uh, on your computer uh, when you're listening to our podcast, if you're listening through iTunes, and then click the stars rating out of us, out of five stars. And that, that will rate us. And that would be great. So, anything more from you, Dad? No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm done now. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm done too. So that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. What are you going to do now, then? I'm going to have a cup of tea. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> well, I was going to have one, and you came up and said, let's do a podcast. So I thought, oh, so I put it off. I've delayed it. Mm, but I'm desperate for it now.